you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. And this is not just another episode, this is the 100th episode of Directly Different. I am so grateful that you are here listening today. Whether you have listened to all 100 episodes, and I know there are a few of you out there, oh my goodness, you guys are the best. But whether you've listened to all 100 episodes or maybe you've listened to a few here and there, maybe this is your first episode, Thank you so much for listening in, for supporting the show by listening, and for just your feedback over the last couple of years. I've so enjoyed getting to connect with so many of you over Instagram, Facebook. I know I keep saying that I'm thankful, I'm grateful, but I truly am so incredibly grateful for you. Just to start off, I would like to ask a really tiny favor of you, if you wouldn't mind at all. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, would you take a quick second just to rate and review the show? I know that that helps somehow with podcast algorithms. And as far as I know, Apple and Spotify are the only ones you can rate and review on. There could be others. If you can do that on your podcast platform, I would be so grateful. But it just helps the show from what I hear, right? I feel like podcast metrics are kind of arbitrary sometimes they feel they can feel like that even after two years it's still all a mystery to me (laughs) but I know that rating and reviewing does help the show plus when people come along and find the podcast and think about whether or not to listen if they see lots of five-star reviews and they're going to want to listen right so I would be so appreciative if you would take a quick second just to rate and review the show if possible thank you so much So today with the 100th episode, I thought I would do things a little bit differently and I'll just kind of lay out what I have planned for us today. So I wanted to, first of all, just give you a little bit of encouragement, just a concept that I've been thinking about recently and I wanted to encourage you with that. Number two, I'm going to go over some behind the scenes bloopers that have happened over the last couple of years. I was making a little short list. Not that there not that there haven't been many, but I feel like a lot of them are just me saying something weird and then just editing it out later. So when you hear the final cut of the podcast episode, trust me, there are so many weird things I've said that I just have to redo and I just edit it out. So that's a lot of my bloopers behind the scenes, but there are a few incidents that stand out and I thought I would share those today. They're kind of funny, at least to me, at least, I don't know, maybe you'll find them kind of weird or maybe you won't understand, but they are things that have happened over the years that I'm like, oh my goodness. How in the world have I made it 100 episodes? I have no idea. And then the third thing is I am going to kind of recap some of the core concepts from our past episodes. There are themes that come up over and over and over again in these episodes, and I thought I would just kind of sum those up for us. Over the last 100 episodes, what have we learned? What have we talked about? And so I hope you enjoy the episode, just something different. I know that some of you have told me that you enjoy the solo episodes, which I 
produce a interview style podcast for a reason, <laughs> but the solo episodes that I do occasionally are really just pieces of my heart. I really love to come on here and be vulnerable and share things. And today is just that. It's just me sharing some behind the scenes, sharing some encouragement and sharing just a recap of what we've chatted about for a hundred episodes. Insane. Okay, so let's go. If you haven't heard my podcast origin story, you can go back to episode number one, which is kind of the behind the scenes of how Directly Different got started. Disclaimer, I have not listened to that episode in close to two years, <laughs> so I don't remember exactly what I said, so who knows how it sounds. That was my very first ever podcast recording ever, so it could be pretty rough around the edges. In fact, I'm sure it is rough around the edges, but that's we all have to start somewhere, right? So that was my very first foray into podcasting and recording episodes, so if you want to hear how exactly the podcast came to be, that is the story there on episode number one. But I wanted to just share with you a concept that I've been mulling over recently. I know that there's the phrase, we all know that phrase, take a leap of faith. Whether that's starting a social selling business, whether that's starting a podcast, whether that's starting a blog or going back to school or quitting your job, whatever it might be, taking a leap of faith is something that everybody talks about, right? You have to take the leap of faith. You have to jump in. You have to do it. And I believe that wholeheartedly. You do have to take a leap of faith sometimes without knowing how it's going to end up. But I think that we need to remember that taking a leap of faith doesn't always mean jumping off the tallest cliff. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to climb up the tallest mountain and swan dive <laughs> right off the top. That is really scary. And sometimes there's a lot of fear before we take that leap. Sometimes taking a leap of faith is more of a tiny jump, a small hop. You know, we can't underestimate the idea that a leap of faith isn't always this huge, big, scary mountaintop leap. Sometimes you go to the top of that small rock pile over there and then jump off. You can see the ground. You can see where you're going. You can see where your feet land. As most of you know, I live in Michigan. And believe it or not, I never would have guessed this, but I learned this recently. Believe it or not, Michigan is actually one of the top states in the nation with the most ski resorts. Is that surprising information to you? <laughs> it was to me. I was, there's no way that that's true, but it is true. I think it's just because we have a lot of smaller little hills that we endearingly call mountains. But my point is, when you are on the top of one of these so-called mountains here in Michigan, one of the many <laughs> ski mountains, ski hills that we have here in Michigan, and you look down, for a beginner, that could be really intimidating and it can be really scary to start skiing. But let's say you go out west to one of the actual real-life mountains and you're at the top of one of those, those things, oh my goodness, so it takes 20 minutes to get up to the top of the mountain on a gondola ride, and then you're at the top, you can't see the bottom. You're wondering, what have I gotten myself into? I don't want to be here right now. I want to be at the bottom in the lodge sipping hot chocolate. But you, you'd start to ski just like you would at the top of a Michigan ski hill. And in either situation, in either scenario, you're still skiing. You're still a skier, whether you ski down a Michigan ski hill or a Utah ski hill. 
the act of skiing still makes you a skier no matter where you are skiing. And I feel like that is similar to taking a leap of faith. Whether that leap of faith is insane and feels crazy and is people are wondering what the heck you're doing or whether that leap of faith feels really scary to you, but on the outside, it might not seem like that big of a deal. It's still a leap of faith. So I want you to remember the next time you find something scary or are nervous about jumping in, remember that taking a leap of faith doesn't mean skiing down the biggest mountain in the world. It could mean starting at the top of a really small Michigan ski hill. Both are a leap of faith. Both are scary. Both are intimidating. And both are rewarding and will teach you lessons along the way. So I just want to remind you that there's no competition when it comes to how big your leap is. You just got to do it. All right, so moving on to a couple of behind-the-scenes bloopers, some stories that I've recalled over the last couple of years that have just really made me laugh, smack-my-head kind of stories. (laughs) So the first one, oh boy, it might be funnier if you can see what I'm talking about, so I'll put it in stories for sure, but I hired somebody on Fiverr to make my podcast cover art, my original one, my first one. And as you know, with Fiverr, you hire somebody typically in a different country to do things that you don't know how to do or don't want to do or don't have time to do. And so I hired somebody to make my podcast cover art because I didn't know the sizing. I didn't want to mess with it. And I just thought it'd be easier just to outsource that. So I hired this really sweet girl, I think somewhere in Pakistan, maybe really nice. We had, she was great at communicating, very sweet girl. The Time difference is always, of course, a little bit hard to get used to. They're responding to you in the middle of the night. You're responding to them in the middle of the night. And so things can, you know, take a while to get done and wires can get crossed because of the language barrier. But in my initial request, my initial work request, I typed this. I took a screenshot. So I'm reading right from the screenshot. Hi there. I'm launching a podcast. And then in parentheses, I said, hopefully by October 1st, haha end parentheses, called Directly Different. And then yada, yada. I go on and explain what I'm looking for for my cover art. Okay, so that that sentence is key to this story. And I had put, hopefully by October 1st, haha, in parentheses because this was, at this point, this was, you know, mid-September and I am thinking in my head, is this really going to happen? I had my launch date set for October 1st and I'm thinking, is this actually going to happen in the next two weeks? Am I going to have an actual real life podcast in the next two weeks? Am I going to get everything done? Is this even possible? So I, at this point, you know, I can tell that I'm doubting myself based on <laughs> this communication. So I had said, you know, I put that in parentheses, hopefully by October 1st, haha, because, you know, it's a couple weeks away and I'm still working on podcast cover art, which is totally fine, by the way. There was no, you know, that was, it worked out how it was supposed to. But I get my first draft back. I am not sure if I have ever laughed that hard in my entire life. So <laughs> this sweet girl that I hired on Fiverr sends me a draft of my project <laughs> and she has typed out the podcast title as hopefully by October 1st. Haha. <laughs> I'm still laughing over here. I'm actually looking at the picture. <laughs> Right now, I will put it in stories and I will for sure put it in my podcast behind the scenes highlight, story highlights. That way, in case you're listening to this in the future, you can see it. Oh my goodness. I I actually just showed my husband the other day 
because he had never seen it. I I swear I told him about this, but maybe he forgot or maybe I didn't tell him. I don't know. But I showed him just the other day. I showed him this first rough draft of this cover art and he <laughs> we were both laughing so hard. We had tears coming out of our eyes because it was so funny that this the, our lines had just gotten crossed. The language barrier was a little bit of an issue. And so she actually thought that my podcast was called hopefully by October 1st. Ha ha. <laughs> We got it all figured out. It was fine. It ended up working out, but it was, I'm like, okay, this is a funny story that <laughs> needs to be shared because here's the, here's the lesson in all of this. Sometimes your first draft isn't, isn't going to work. That was, I was never going to release that as my podcast cover art because it was really horrible <laughs> because it was the wrong title, right? It wasn't even, it just, oh, I can't even get over how funny that was. So it's just a reminder that it's, it's the first try isn't always going to be your best try. You just have to get on the same page and make some tweaks and move forward. So that was my first behind the scenes funny story <laughs> that happened in the podcast beginning stages Oh boy, that was so funny. So my second story is when I first started this podcast, and this is how it still is, I envision just like a casual conversation, kind of like two girlfriends going out for coffee and me just asking questions, picking their brain, all of the above. And that that it still feels like that to me. And I hope that you get that sense when you are listening to interviews, I really do feel like it's just we're hanging out over coffee, chatting, getting to know each other. And when I first started for the first several interviews, I took this concept to the extreme, this casual coffee conversation, and I did not send my guests questions ahead of time. I just surprised them (laughs) with the questions. What was I thinking? I have no idea. Now the process is I have them fill out a questionnaire, typically, unless I already know the direction I want the episode to go. But typically I have them fill out a questionnaire and then based on that questionnaire, I put together a list of potential questions to ask them through the interview. It's not a script by any means and we often will go off tangent and go off script and chat about other topics, but they are at least prepared (laughs) for what will be asked for the most part, during the interview. But yeah, those first several, I just said, hey, here's the link, the Zoom link. We'll just show up. It'll be super casual. I'll just ask you some questions. It'll be so much fun. Oh my goodness. Okay, this is podcast hosting 101. (laughs) Unless you have a very, very casual podcast where it is literally just two people chatting it up, please have some sort of script or questions or at least an outline of where you want to go with the episode. Ugh. I mean, we did it. It was fine. And I'm so grateful to those first several guests for hanging in there with me. Bless their hearts. (laughs) But wow, that was definitely an amateur move. But I've learned in 100 episodes, again, you start off and it's so rough around the edges. It's still rough around the edges. There are some days where I'm like, who am I to be (laughs) producing a podcast? What am I doing? What am I thinking? And it's so rough around the edges sometimes. But that's how you learn. You keep doing it. You keep on doing it. So those are my two funny stories that come to mind about the humble beginnings of the podcast and how things got started. And 
It hasn't always been an easy road. In fact, it normally isn't an easy road, but it's so much fun. I love doing it. Oh, it's the best. And like I said, there are so many other things that I probably could have chatted about as far as bloopers, but those are two that still make me laugh to this day, and I'm thankful for the lessons that they taught me. All right, now we're going to talk about some of the themes that have come up in the last 100 episodes over and over and over again. 100 episodes, that's so many conversations with industry experts and top social selling leaders who are rocking their businesses and changing this industry from the inside out. So I feel like these five topics are talked about time and time again, and I feel like they are important pillars to a successful and sustainable social selling business. And bonus, they all start with the letter C. These core concepts all start with the letter C. Just a little side note, I love alliteration, which is why this very podcast is called Directly Different. I think alliteration is just so much fun, and I could not believe it when all of these core concepts all started with the letter C. There was one that didn't start with the letter C, but I looked up a synonym, so we're going to make it work, okay? (laughs) So the first one is community. I think this one is of utmost importance. We as humans are not meant to live life alone, and I'm talking about this community aspect as it refers to our businesses, but I'm saying in general, we are not meant to be alone. Whatever stage of life you're in, I really encourage you to make sure you are plugged into a community that you can surround yourself with people who will help you during that stage of life. It's so important. I know that I've had so many different communities in my life that have helped me through different things. Of course, I've always been involved in church and I have attended church since I was born. And so I've always had that church community, no matter what church I've been at, I've always had that church community there for me. And that's been so helpful. I also joined a young moms group when I was a a mom of little kids. And that was a lifesaver. That's, I mean, that's an understatement, but that was a lifesaver for me for those years. And now I have since graduated into the next stage and I'm in the older moms group and it feels weird, but that's also so wonderful too, to have that group of women who are in the exact same stage of life as me to bounce ideas off of and to talk to and to welcome into my circle. And I've also, of course, been so blessed to have such wonderful fellow consultants in the company that I'm in. And that has also been so life-giving and so fulfilling to be involved in a community that, you know, we have this common goal, this common purpose. And I love the quote by Helen Keller that says, Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. I believe in you. I know that you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. But when you combine forces with a friend, whether that person is in your company or not in your company, when you combine forces with somebody who has a common purpose, you will be unstoppable. And to me, the community aspect of this industry is one of the most incredible phenomenons. And I know all of you have experienced it in some way, shape, or form. At least I hope you have. And so I know that you know what I'm talking about. And I can't emphasize how important it is to be involved in the community building of this industry. Even last week, I chatted with 
my friend Woody, and she talked about how her customer community meant so much to her and how it was vital to getting her through rough seasons in life. And so you cannot go wrong by building a community around you, whether that's consultants or customers or just other business builders, other professionally minded people. You can't go wrong when you build a community around you. A community can be one other person. It doesn't have to be 200,000 Instagram followers. A community can literally be one other person that is in your corner cheering you on. You already have me. So go out there and find somebody that you can chat with, that you can stay accountable to, and you will see so much growth in your own life and in your business. The second core concept is somewhat related to community, and that is connections. All our industry is, is making connections over and over and over again. (laughs) And I just listened to a podcast episode by Kristen Boss. It was so good. It was about audience fatigue. And she was talking about how when you don't prioritize making new connections and getting new customers funneled into wherever you're funneling them into, you are going to, your business is going to die basically. And it's so true. You need to always be making connections. I know I've said this before, but I tell my team all the time that you never know when the next customer or the next host or the next team member that you come in contact with is going to change the trajectory of your business and possibly of your life. There's never such a thing as too many connections. And of course, we are not going out there and looking at potential customers, potential team members in our audience with dollar signs on their faces. That is not our intention. But if you are going out with the purpose of connecting with other humans, (laughs) developing relationships with other humans, enriching relationships with your current audience, then you will have a never-ending lead generation funnel (laughs) because you're always out there getting to know new people. You're expanding your network. So connections is a very important aspect of our businesses, something that comes up a lot in episodes because we are in the relationship building, the connections business. So get that in your mind and remember that when you are out there talking to people and getting to know them. Plant those seeds, water those seeds, and watch them grow in the future. The third core concept that comes up a lot is simplicity slash clarity. This is the one that didn't start with a C, so I looked up a synonym, and the synonym for simplicity, or one of the synonyms, I should say, was clarity. And so I'm saying simplicity slash clarity, even though simplicity is is mainly the one. (laughs) Just go with it, okay? So simplicity. Oh boy, this is one of my favorite topics because I feel like we overcomplicate everything. I know that I'm a chronic overthinker. I'm always 
thinking and rethinking and rehashing every conversation in my head and I am weighing all the decisions and weighing all the options. I get paralysis, analysis, paralysis very easily. So I try to help myself out and I try to make things simple. I know I've mentioned this time and time again, but that is my jam is to make things as simple as possible because if they're not, then I won't do them. (laughs) So that applies even to my business and to how I talk about social selling with you guys and with guests. And so simplicity is kind of like a superpower. If you can make things as simple as possible, you'll be able to get things done more efficiently and quicker, and you will be a more pleasant person to be around because you won't be as stressed. That's, you know, in theory anyways. And so I feel like simplicity, I can't emphasize how important that is to your business as well, our businesses. And I'm not perfect, and I'm sure I overcomplicate a lot of things, but whenever I am stuck, whenever I'm stuck with anything, I try to take the next most simple step, (laughs) and that helps create momentum, which helps you create progress, which helps you create success in the end. So I would encourage you, if there is an area of your business that is stressing you out, you're probably overcomplicating it. You're probably doing too much or you're probably overthinking it. Dial it back a little bit. Make things as simple as possible because your brain can only handle so much. (laughs) I want your business to be a fulfilling and fun part of your life. I don't want it to be a stressful part of your life. This is the long game. And in order to play the long game, you have to protect your mental health. And when you are stressing yourself out, trying to make every last thing complicated, whether it's onboarding, virtual parties, customer follow-up, whatever you're doing that's stressing you out, let's peel back all the layers and maybe figure out a way to make things a little simpler for yourself because you will be a much happier person for it. And in turn, you will be able to see a lot more success when you have more mental space to think about other things. So simplicity slash clarity (laughs) is a core concept that comes up over and over again and I think is really important to the long-term success of your business. The fourth concept is courage. We talked about taking a leap of faith at the beginning of the episode, and I feel like courage is something that we don't realize that we have until we've gotten past whatever situation it is that we have had to show some courage. And so I want you to think about a time in recent months that you have shown courage, and I want you to Pat yourself on the back for that. Congratulate yourself for being courageous in a situation, whether it's small or whether it's really big. I know that you have been courageous in some way, shape, or form in recent months, and I want you to be so proud of yourself for doing that because that leads me to number five, which is confidence. So courage and confidence kind of go together, but when you have courage and you take that leap of faith, whether it's a little hop or whether it's a huge leap off of a mountaintop, whatever size leap of faith it is, you are building up that courage over time because the next time you are faced with, okay, I got to take this leap of faith, you're going to have that courage because you've built up the confidence 
in yourself to know that you can do it and that you're going to be okay when you land at the bottom. So courage and confidence, they do kind of go hand in hand. But confidence is built up over time. And I know that, especially in the recent episode I did with Brandy Whitmer, we talked a lot about courage, sorry, confidence, and how it's it really is a muscle that you have to exercise in order to see it get stronger. And I really do wish that I had some sort of, you know, downloadable freebie <laughs> to send you to give you the rundown of all the secret hacks on how to be more confident and how to be more courageous and how to take leaps of faith. But it really comes down to you just have to do it. You just have to <laughs> take a deep breath, jump off the cliff, hop off the ledge, whatever it might be. But you have to do it because it takes courage, but you only need one moment of courage to take the leap, right? You don't have to have you know, a year's worth of courage in order to jump off the cliff. You have to have one second of courage. It's kind of like when you're in a place that has bad cell service, but you're sending a text message, you only need one little blip of service <laughs> in order to send a text message. And... You, that's the same thing with courage. You need one little blip of courage in order to do something. And then when you do that, you think to yourself, dang it, I just did that. I did that. It was me. And it's going to feel so good. And you're going to be addicted to that feeling. And you're going to keep looking for opportunities where you can be courageous and you can build up your confidence over time. That's the life hack. <laughs> there's no, the life hack is that there's no life hack. You just have to keep doing it. And again, I wish there was some way to tell you that, you know, if you do these three things and you're going to, you know, circumvent all the hard work it takes to, to garner up the courage to do something and to build up your confidence over time, but that's really all there is to it. It takes time to build up that confidence. You just have to have that little bit of courage each time and you're going to be so thankful to your former self for taking those risks, for taking those leaps. And you're going to have so much to be proud of at the end of it. So courage and confidence are the last two pillars that I think are so important to every single person listening. So if there are just a few things that I hope and pray that you take away from this podcast, number one, I hope that you see me as your friend. I'm going to, this is going to make me tear up. I hope you see me as your friend. Ooh, I had to pause that and compose myself. So <laughs> I hope that you see me as your friend. I'm always in your corner. I'm here to cheer you on. Whether we've met in person or we never will meet in person, I believe in you and I know that you have everything it takes to be successful inside of you right now. I know that's hard to believe. That is something that I've really worked on this past year. It's been about a year or so where I was so frustrated and I kept thinking, okay, what am I missing? There is a piece that I'm missing, a puzzle piece in this big entrepreneurial puzzle. There's a piece missing and I can't find it. <laughs> it's not in the box. And I was, you know, listening to podcasts and buying courses and hiring coaches and, and all the things, doing it all trying to figure out, trying to search for that missing piece, it finally clicked with me that the missing piece is, is me. I am the secret sauce of my business. I am the magic wand in my business. I am the missing puzzle piece. 
And so when I wrapped my brain around that concept, things have begun to shift in a really cool way. And, you know, I'm not a six-figure earner. I'm not at the top of my compensation plan. This is not a, you know, top 10 podcast by any means. But there are small shifts happening, and small shifts over time equal huge shifts when you look back on it. And so it is really exciting to kind of break through those mind those mindset blocks. So I encourage you, if you are feeling just so discouraged and so down and just wondering what's missing, it's you. (laughs) And you have you and you have everything. Like I said, you have everything inside of you. Everything is there that you need to be successful. You just have to dig deep, sometimes a little deeper, but you just have to dig deep and find that. And oh goodness, you'll be unstoppable. And like I said, I'm in the process of learning that same thing. And so watch out world. (laughs) These next couple of years are going to be incredible. I'm so excited to see where things go. But I'm looking at you right now square in the eyes and taking your face in my hands and saying you have everything it takes. So you just have to believe in yourself because I do. All right, so we have that pep talk out of the way. Now the, of course, I'll just go back over the five core concepts from past episodes that I want you to take away from this podcast. These themes that we talk about over and over and over again, they're important and they should be part of your businesses. That is community, connections, simplicity slash clarity, courage, and confidence. Those are all the things that I hope are part of your business. And if not, I hope you can find inspiration through these podcast episodes each and every week and grow in one of these areas. It is truly a joy. Oh man, I'm going to cry again. You guys, this is ridiculous. It is truly a joy to serve you in this way. Someone asked me not too long ago if I get paid for every time somebody listens to the podcast. Oh, goodness gracious. I wish that was the case. It's not. This is truly a labor of love. It's not something that, you know, is a is a paid gig at the moment. I mean, I'm not saying that I've never made money through podcasting, but it's not my main income source right now. And so this truly is a labor of love. I want to give back to the industry and this is how I'm doing it. I am doing it by connecting your ears with the expertise of people in our industry who have gone before us and who are rocking it and doing so well and who are paving the way for the rest of us. And I love, oh man, I, I cannot emphasize to you how much I love producing this podcast each and every week. And so to me, a hundred episodes is a drop in the bucket. I'm here again. I'm here for the I'm a long game kind of girl, you know, like I'm going to I play the long game (laughs) when it comes to so many things. And this is this is one of them. So this podcast is 100 episodes down and a thousand more to go. Who knows? (laughs) We'll see. I'll be podcasting when I'm 74 years old, right? Oh, man. What will I have to say then? But I feel like there is no shortage of things that we can talk about to make our social selling businesses better. And I want to help you do that. I want to encourage you each and every week. And not even just me. I want to connect you with people who can encourage you and inspire you and cause you to build better, bigger, 
and more incredible businesses. So again, thank you so much for allowing me to be in your podcast feeds each and every week. I appreciate you so much, more than you know. Please reach out to me on Instagram. That's probably the best place to connect with me. I love chatting with you guys on Instagram. And so if you haven't yet, just reach out, DM me, say hi. (laughs) I still have a pretty small following, so I'm going to reply to you. (laughs) I would love to get to know you. And if you would be so kind to share this podcast, maybe not even this episode, you know, if you like this episode, please share it. But just if you found an episode helpful to you, please share it with a friend, with your team. I would be so humbled to be a resource for you, for your friends in social selling, for your teammates, whatever it might be. So thank you again so much for being here and for being you. And this would not be, I would not have gotten to 100 episodes without you. So I love you all so very much. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.